0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Well, good morning and welcome to church this morning. I'm so excited because we're starting a brand new series called Lids. And the goal of the series is really to lift the lid in our lives. And I want to talk about lifting the lid of limitation this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. You know, when I think about what lids do, they keep items contained. I was thinking about just how many lids I had to open this morning just to be able to come to church. Um, uh, I had to pop the lid on my body wash. Um, yeah, I said body wash. Can you be a man and use, uh, body wash? Uh, I, I, I don't know, but, uh, I know that there's sometimes I'm doing my thing in the shower and I realize that my, uh, old spice body wash is not there. And yet, uh, there's my wife's. And the only problem is, is that hers is a cucumber um, scent. And so, yes, there have been times where I've been walking in the lobby of the church and I'm sure maybe you've smelled me and I smell like a cucumber and that's what happens. But I had to pop the lid off my body wash. I had to take the lid off my toothpaste to brush my teeth. And this morning when I woke up early to get ready and uh, I had to pop the lid on my coffee maker. You think about it, even when you drive your car, you have to take off the lid on your gas tank. And when we talk about lids, I think some of us don't even realize that we have lids. And then some of us, when we hear the word lids or limits, I think we can think of a couple different things that, that could be limiting in our lives. And I think what's important is that we realize that any lids that you have are natural. They're natural. But the more you allow God to add his super on your natural, the more unlimited you naturally become. Let me say that again. Any lids that you have are natural. Or any limits that you have are natural. But the more you allow God to add his super to your natural, the more unlimited you naturally become. Now, some people have different limits as we talk about the lid of limits. Some people are limited in their financial situation right now. You know, some people are, they feel limited because, uh, you know, uh, the part of the world that they grew up in. They just feel like that has limited them, but what can happen is we can actually settle in our limitations and we don't even want to fight to overcome them anymore. And I just wonder if I were to ask this morning, what is it that is setting limits on you? Because I think we can all come to a place where we even feel like there's no possibility of us ever living the way that God wants us to be. But I want to look at a guy this morning who Certainly had some limitations. If you have your Bibles, uh, if you have Luke chapter five, verse 17, let's look at this story. And it says this, Luke chapter five, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day. I love that, that it's a certain day. There's going to be a certain day in your life. I believe it's today that the lid of limitations is going to come off. But the Bible says it happened on a certain day and he was sitting teaching who's he? Jesus that there were Pharisees, teachers of the law sitting by, who came out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. That's important. Listen to that statement. The power of the Lord was present, not just to heal one of them, but to heal them. So before we even know what's about to happen, the present, the, the premise was set. Let me say it that way. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. It was present to heal. Verse 18, then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they thought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before jesus verse 20 when he saw their faith i think that's so awesome that jesus saw their faith he said to them man your sins are forgiven you and the scribes and the pharisees began to reason saying who is this who speaks blasphemies who can forgive sins but god alone when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has power to heal on earth, to forgive sins. I think that statement that Jesus makes is so powerful because he says that we may know that the Son of Man has power to heal on earth. You know a lot of people think, you know, well, when I get to heaven, that that's when the healing's going to happen. And yes, when you get to heaven, you're going to have a a glorified body. When I get to heaven, I'm going to look like David Beckham. It's going to be amazing. But right now I'm going to have to settle for nacho libre. You know what I'm talking about? But at this point, I want us to realize that his presence was made available to them and there is power on earth right here now to forgive sins. And he said to the man who was paralyzed i say to you arise take up your bed and go to your house immediately come on somebody say immediately immediately he rose up and took up what he had been lying on and departed to his house glorifying god and they were all amazed and they glorified god And we're filled with fear, saying we have seen strange things today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that your power is present to heal. Your power is present even here on earth, right here in this service, Lord. And I pray that you speak to us by your word and by your spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. In verse 26, it's interesting. The people say we have seen stranger things. No, they didn't say stranger things, but there were some strange things happening in that day. I looked up the word strange in the Greek because Greek is the, the language of the New Testament. And that word strange actually means opposite to a received opinion, unexpected and uncommon, incredible, wonderful. I think that's what God wants us to see. He wants us to see wonderful things. And God wants to have uh, God wants us to have an uncommon expectation for what he can do in our lives. And I think and I've been saying it's time to expect the unexpected. Come on somebody. God wants your life to be strange. Now some of you are doing really good at strange. I know that. <laughs> but God wants our lives to be different. And this story is about a man who's paralyzed I mean, he's got so many limitations. He can't go anywhere by himself. He's used to being carried. And then this story shifts to four guys. Pastor Phil, how do you know that it's four guys? Well, in Mark chapter two, it tells us there's four men. And what these four guys believe is actually going to shape another man's life. And I want to know what is it that these four guys believe? Because they believe something that caused them to act. And so what I want to do today is I want to give us four ways that we can go beyond our limitations. Let's look at what did these guys believe that caused them to pick somebody up and take them to Jesus? Here's number one. If we're going to lift the lid of limitations, number one, we have to believe that God's unlimited power is present to take us beyond our limitations. Here's what I know. The first thing that was said in the scriptures that we read was the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I love my church family that God makes his power present. I think sometimes when we think about God's power, you know, we can get this image of if you've, if you've ever seen a kid you know, chasing bubbles. They're kind of chasing bubbles and maybe they might never pop a bubble or they may never attain that bubble as they're chasing it. And it's really cute, but that's not like what God's power is. God's power is made available. It's present. It's right here. It's attainable. I like to say it this way. It's within reach. What I have to do is I just have to receive it. It's interesting, we had a couple of services this summer, we called them Supernatural Nights, and we had some guest speakers come in, and you know, the power of God was present to heal, just like it is in this service. And I had a lady come to me a couple of weeks ago, and she said, Phil, I I just wanted to give you a testimony of what happened during the Supernatural Nights. And she said, you know, I was sitting in my seat and she said, I didn't get called up for prayer. Nobody like laid their hand on me or none of the guest speakers audibly prayed for me. But she said, I had a sense that the power of the Lord was present. She said, I I could just sense it. And she said, what I did was I just reached out and I received that power. She said the next day when she woke up, she said she could feel a whole different uh, energy in her body. She felt better. She felt more energy. And she said, to this day, uh, I have not felt the same. I felt so much better. Isn't that interesting that the power of the Lord is presence. See, these four men believe that they believe that the power was present to heal. And I really believe that what happens is when we gather together, there was a gathering that was happening. So these men, because they believed the power was present, they wanted to take this young man who was a paraplegic and take him into the gathering. And, you know, I believe there's a special blessing when we come together, when we gather together, God does something miraculous. Psalms 133 1 tells us that. Psalms 133 1 tells us that. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then when you skip down to verse 3, it says, for there, where? For there, for there, where they're gathered together, the Lord commanded the blessing The Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore, right where the people were gathered in unity. See, I believe that there's a special blessing that when we come together, when we gather together as the church, now, My church family, the church is not a building, the church is a people. The church is simply a place that we can come together. The building is a place where we gather, but we are the church. But the literal definition of the church, or at least one of them is, is the gathering, that we come together. There is a special blessing that you cannot get by yourself, just sitting at home, watching Christian TV. You need to get into the gathering and get around people there, God uh, sends a blessing. So these four guys actually believe this to the point that they picked him up. Let's get him to the gathering. Now it's important to note, it wasn't the paralyzed guy that got all his friends together and said, I hear there's a healer in town, please take me. No, what happened was it was his friends that came to him and said, look, Jesus is in town. We're taking you. Phil, how can you conjecture that? It doesn't say that in scripture. Yes, it does. Actually, in Luke chapter five, verse 18, it says, then behold, men brought on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought, let me say that again, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. So it was their desire that their friend be made whole. Now, how many of you would like friends like that? See, I want to be around people that want me to be well, not people who are always trying to put me down so they can be better. I want to be around people that are going to want me to do better, to be well. And the truth is, is that these men believed more than the paralyzed guy believed. Yeah, they believed more than the paralyzed guy believed. They believed so much they went to go pick him up. In other words, it was their desire not just to to bring him or not just to invite him, but to be a bringer. Can I just encourage you? Don't just invite people to church. Don't just invite people to life group. Be a bringer. That means, you know, take some moments and, and connect with people. Say, I'm going to meet you in the lobby. I'm going to sit with you. Be a, a bringer Here's number two. If we're going to lift the lid of limits on our life, number two, you need to surround yourself with the right people. Who knows how many people, when I think about this paralyzed guy, passed him by every day. I mean, he, when you think about him, he was totally dependent on others. I think when people saw him, they probably thought, I can't do anything for this guy anyway, and just passed him by. And when I think about this man lying on his mat, I wonder how many people promised to help him out and didn't. I wonder, like, how many disappointments he had in his life that people just let him down. And I think that can happen to us if we're not careful. You can become jaded. And when it comes to people, I mean, you just don't want to have anything to do with it. But this guy trusted in these four friends. He had the right type of friends. And I just want to remind you, there are still good people out there. There are still people like these four friends that want to see you have a miracle. See, you can't always choose what you're going to go through, but you can choose who you're going to go through it with. Yeah, I can't always choose what I go through, but I can choose who I go through it with. And although he was paralyzed, He had a support system of friends who believed. I think that's so important. And that can actually be the difference of who is your support system, if I were to ask you. Who is it that's around you, that's believing in God, believing that his power is present to heal and is taking you up? Who is your support system? Can I ask you this? Who have you allowed in your life? Remember, it was his friend's idea to take him to Jesus. See, you need people in your life who are going to believe things for you that you don't even believe yourself. We don't even know what this paralyzed guy believed. The only thing we do know is he said, okay, I'll go. But his friends, but his friends believed, we gotta get you to Jesus because the power of the Lord is present to heal. So his friends picked him up, took him to the house where Jesus was, and there was a crowd of people. <laughs> if this story is not filled with enough limitations, I mean, you get there and now you're limited. You can't even walk in because now all of the crowd is there. But see, here's what I found out about the crowd. The crowd can always hinder you. We all have crowds, different crowds in our lives, you know, and you have to identify who your crowd is. In your life. For some people, their crowd is the news. They're always helping you actually keep the lids on your life, always speaking negative. If you're always watching the nudes, they're not going to lift the lids in your life, but that can be your crowd. Ladies, what about your friends at work? The ladies at work, gossiping at work. Do you think that that's going to help keep the, or take the lid off your life? You know, guys, who's your crowd? You know, it can be the married guys at work that are talking about other women and talking about, even though they're married, talking about how fine this person is, how fine that person is. That's not the right type of crowd, but you have to identify your crowd. Look what these four guys did in Luke chapter five, verse 19. It says, and when they could not find out how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up. See, you got to identify your crowd and then you have to have people around you that are going to take you Uh, Come on, say that. Take me up. I want some people that are going to take me up. And then the Bible says they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. See, I think having the right people in your life will help you know what to do when you don't know what to do. When the crowd seems like there's so many, it seems like a lot of pressure. When you have people in your life, the right people, They'll know what to do when you don't know what to do. Oh, that's so important. That's so good. Oh, Pastor Phil, well, you know, I just feel like there's a lid on my marriage. I don't know what to do in my marriage. Can I just tell you? You need people around you that know what to do when you don't know what to do. And I love what Jesus said when they broke open the ceiling, I mean, they're literally taking the lid of limitations off. Jesus said in verse 20, he saw their faith. Watch this. He saw their faith. Whose faith? The four guys' faith. How do I know that? Because the Bible says when he saw their faith, he said to the man. When he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. See, Here's what's important. When we are looking at taking the lids off of our limitations, number three, we have to realize that faith is contagious. You know, faith is not the only thing that's contagious. Fear is contagious. You know, we can teach our kids fear. We can learn fear and fear is contagious. I heard somebody say the other day, health is not contagious, but sickness is. See, if the crowd of people that we're around are all unhealthy, speaking unhealthy, that's contagious. Do you know that doubt is contagious for me as a parent, for me and my wife, what we believe, you know, our doubts and fears can be contagious to our kids. But see, these four men's faith inspired this one guy's faith to receive a miracle, Don't ever underestimate the faith that you have. And when we come together with others and Jesus saw that, he saw their faith. And then he spoke to the man and he said, your sins are forgiven. I think it's interesting that Jesus would respond like that. I mean, think about it for the second. Think about it for a second. You're paralyzed, right? I mean, you can't feel anything from the neck down. And I could just see the guy going, okay, Jesus, uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, I appreciate that. But you know what? Uh, these these legs still don't work. These My arms, they, they still don't work. Uh, I need healing up in here. But see, a lot of people want the benefits of being a child of God without their sins being forgiven. And the first thing that Jesus does is he takes care of the inside before the outside. And he says your sins are forgiven you and it's faith that connects us to that power that's present remember the power was present to heal but it was their faith that connected them to that power that was present see i believe that when you have the right people at the right place at the right time the right things can happen let me say that again see i believe when you have the right people at the right place At the right time, the right things can happen and the lids of limitation can come off. You know, I just want to encourage you today. I believe you're in the right place. You came to church today and watch this. You don't even know who's in this room today. I believe that there's the right people in this room. And when the right people come to the right place at the right time, anything can happen. Your future business partner could be in this room sitting on the same row that you are. And if you're a business owner, maybe there are some future employees that could be yours right here in this room. Ladies, your future husband could be in this room right now. Come on. If you're single, raise your hand real quick. Come on. Just raise it up. If you're if you're come on. All right. I'm trying to help you out. Look around. Look around. Look around. Right. Right. But the opposite is true as well. The wrong people, the wrong place, at the wrong time, the wrong things can happen. I could tell you story after story of people that I know that it literally cost them their life because they were with the wrong people at the wrong place at the wrong time. And it actually cost them their life. But we want to see the lid of limitations come off. You need the right people in your life. And here's number four. If we're going to take those limitations off the lid of limitations, number four, we have to trust God to do what you can't do. This paralytic could not heal himself. He couldn't do it. There's things in our lives that we can't do ourselves. There are some lids you just cannot take off yourself. And if God doesn't intervene, guess what? Those lids will stay on. But it's time for us as a church family. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's time for us to up our trust in God. God can break every yoke. God can free you from any bondage or chain that is holding you back. He can lift that lid. God wants to take the lid off you. And what once controlled your life can now control you. I think this is so interesting about this story is that Jesus tells a man who's been laying on a mat to pick up his mat and walk. In other words, now he's carrying the very thing that used to carry him see the things, and this is what happens when the power of God is present to heal and is, is present to deliver is now the things that used to control you. You don't control anymore. Pastor Phil, I just, I'm controlled by anger. Well, you know what? Take up your bed and walk because what used to control you now you can control. Now, when I speak on this passage of scripture, I think what happens is this is the biggest question that I always get. You know, Pastor Phil, how do you find these four guys? How do you find these four guys? I mean, they were, you know, uh, they were the main characters besides Jesus in this story. Well, as I close today, let me just give you two ways that you find these two guys. Number one, you have to find people who are what you aren't. Let me say that again. You have to find some people who are what you aren't. What does that mean? Don't be intimidated by that. Don't be intimidated by people that are better than you in certain areas. Embrace that. When you think about this paralytic guy, everyone could walk except him. I mean, that's a big Weakness. He could have said, I'm not going there to where Jesus is at. There's nobody like me there. Everybody's walking. But see, most people are not the beneficiaries of other people's greatness because of their own insecurity. You know, and I've talked with many people as a pastor and it's like, man, we just don't want, they'll they'll tell me, I don't want anybody to see my weakness. Well, this guy got lowered from the ceiling. I mean, He got lowered from the, everybody looked and said, look at that guy on the mat. But here's the thing. You've got to be willing to overcome your weaknesses. You've got to be willing to be honest with your weaknesses so God's power can move in your life. But pride will always keep the lid on in your life. And that's, I think, since the beginning of the Bible, since the beginning of humanity, it's been our natural inclination to cover ourselves. Remember Adam in the garden when he messed up to cover. Listen, Jesus wants to be your covering. Now, I know people that they can't be around somebody who's greater than them or does things that are better than them or has more accomplishments than them because it makes them insecure. But we need to get around people who are what you aren't. Get around some people that do what you don't do. This week, I had the incredible opportunity of hanging out with the world. I, I mean, the, I think he's the world's greatest communicator, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Now, for me to, to, to listen to him, I have to say, wow, he's better at what I'm doing. You say, Pastor Phil, was Bishop T.D. Jakes here in Marietta? No. Well, then how did you hang out with him? Oh, simple. Audiobooks.com. Man, I just put on his book and I just listened to him because I have to admit I've got to get better. We've got to get around people who are what we aren't. We have to get around people who do what we don't do. You know, there's a story in World War II about General Wes Moreland who led our troops and he went to a jumping school one day where a bunch of paratroopers were. And and they were a bunch of young men who signed up to be a part of this special unit. And they jump out of planes. And as he walked down the line, he stopped at the first soldier. And he said, do you like to jump? And the soldier said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. When he went to the next soldier, he said, do you like to jump? And he said, yes, sir, I do. Then he got to the third soldier. And he said, do you like to jump? And the soldier said, no, sir, I don't. And the general said, "Well, why why did you sign up for the unit? And the soldier said, I like to be around people who like to jump. And see, some of you need to get around some people who like to jump. Here's number two. We have to find people who have gone where you haven't gone. You know, I'm currently uh, writing a book and I've never written a book before and it was never really my desire to write a book, but I've had some things on my heart and some people that I've really never met have walked up to me and literally told me, you need to write the book. Well, here's what I've done and I know to do. That's why I'm teaching it today is I've got to get around people who've written books And I've got to talk about there's things that am I going to publish it? Am I going to, is it going to be self-published is how much does that cost? What are all those things that, that it takes? You know what? I, they've gone down the road that I want to go. And you've got to get around people who are better than you in certain areas and not feel bad about what you're not right. If you need a faith guy, I'm your faith guy. I will help you fix your marriage, right? I will help you fix your family, but I'm not your tool guy. I will not help you fix your sink. That's just not who I am. I literally have to call somebody for those things. It's just what I'm not. I'm your faith guy, right? But I'm not your construction guy. It was funny when we moved into our new home that God really blessed us with. We had some people come in and, you know, just paint and do some things and, And uh, and as I talked with uh, our contractor, he said, hey, look, I've been really busy. Can you go to Home Depot and get this for me? And I just looked at him and I said, look, I'm just warning you. You are sending the wrong guy to Home Depot. I don't do well at Home Depot. I know. And I can even ask questions and I still come back with the wrong thing. So he gave me this thing that I would needed to buy at Home Depot, went to Home Depot. I came back and guess what? He yelled at me he said you brought the wrong thing and I said hey look I warned you I'm not the Home Depot guy right and he kind of laughed and he actually kind of laughed but kind of I felt like he was looking down on me because I couldn't do what he did and I said look man you know I'm just not a handyman if you want to call me a handyman I will be the guy that will hand you the tools but that is about it and he just laughed and then I looked at him and I said hey would you like to preach at our church on Sunday? And he just looked at me and I said, hey, we all have different gifts, right? So we have to be okay with not being able to do everything and not feel bad about being around people that we're not, right? Why not be great at what you're great at? Let me say that again. Why not be great at what you're great at and allow someone else to be great at what you're not? Man, that's powerful. You know, my wife, she's here sitting in the service today. Val, thanks for being great at what I'm not great at. There's a ton of people in this room and and that help out here in our church, and they're great at what I'm not great at. Ryan, thanks for being great at what I'm not great at. Bobby, Ula, thank you for being great at what I'm not great at. See, we need to bring people in our life that are great where we're not so great. You know, today I believe God wants to lift the lid of limitations off your life and he can do it. And I want to close this morning and remind us that right now, as we bow our heads and as we close our eyes, that his power is present to heal. His power is present to lift the lid. What lid is it that God needs to lift in your life today? Because He can lift it. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.